Hi, I'm Jake Miller, host of the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. everyone and welcome to another episode of the reimagined schools podcast a proud member of the education podcast network i'm your host greg goins and my special guest today is todd nesloni an award-winning principal and lead learner in texas at webb elementary school todd is the co-author of the best-selling book kids deserve it with adam welcome and is also the author of sparks in the dark and stories from webb a book that is near and dear to Todd's heart as he had the chance to amplify voices within his own school. Next year, Todd will begin his new role as the Director of Culture and Strategic Planning for the Texas Elementary Principals Association, where he will specialize in professional learning for school leaders. Todd is a two-time TEDx speaker and has been recognized by John C. Maxwell as a top 10 finalist for the 2018 Transformational Leadership Award by the White House as a Connected Educator Champion of Change, the National School Board Association as one of the 20 to watch in education, and as one of the nation's top 40 innovators in education by the Center for Digital Education. Be sure to follow Todd on Twitter at TechNinjaTodd and on the web at ToddNesloni.com. Before we kick off this week's episode, I want to take just a few minutes to say thank you to all of our listeners. You have made Reimagined Schools one of the most popular shows within the K-12 education category. Please help us keep building that momentum by giving us a rating and review on iTunes. It takes just a few minutes of your time, but it's a powerful way to increase our profile and expand our reach to new listeners. Finally, if you and your school want to use the Reimagined Schools podcast for a podcast study, feel free to contact me and let me know how I can help. I would be more than happy to drop into your chat room or do a virtual Q&A with your team on Zoom video. With that, folks, let's jump into this new episode with my special guest. It's a good one. My interview with Todd Nesloni begins right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reimagine Schools podcast. We have a fantastic guest today, one of the elite principals in the entire country, Todd Nesloni. How are you, Todd? I am doing great. That was quite the introduction. (laughs) Well, I know you're a humble guy, but uh, you definitely walk the walk, and you have the accolades to show for it. And I can't think of a more fitting guest to have on National School Principals Day. So let's just kind of start there. What does it mean to you to be a principal? 
You know, honestly, this is one of the hardest yet most rewarding jobs that I've ever had. Um, being a teacher was a powerful thing and the amount of impact I got to have in my classroom with my students. But being a principal and seeing the big picture and so many things that I had no idea about as a teacher have really made me feel like I am making so much more of a difference as a school leader with the different things that I'm getting to do and the ways that I get to try to be creative and still be involved in kids and parents' lives. Well, you know, you have made such a tremendous impact on so many educational leaders and teachers over the last several years. Uh, everyone uh, associates you with Adam, Adam Welcome, uh, out in California, another guy that, that we both love and I've had on the podcast. But uh, as co-authors of Kids Deserve It, you guys, I mean, you rocked it. That was an incredible read. And last time I checked, I don't know how many thousands of books you've sold, but now it's being translated into how many different languages? We have, it's currently in one language, uh, Korean, but it is being translated into another. I can't say what language yet, but it is being translated into another, and it is also an audio book now. Yeah, I mean, kudos to you guys on such a great book and all the success, and I, I'm sure you had no idea at the time that you were thinking about writing a book, you would have this impact. Never. You know, I, Dave had been asking me to write a book for a few years before that. And I was like, I don't know if I have anything to say. You know, the same excuses we all make while we don't do different things. And then when Adam and I kind of started writing a little bit together, I was like, hey, maybe we could put a book together with some of our ideas. And maybe I was, I mean, our goal was like 100 copies in the first year. I mean, it wasn't even anything great. I was like, if I can just, if, if, if one person besides my mom buys it, I mean, that's success. And so it just blew up and the, the community community of educators that use the kids deserve it information uh, hashtag online is just such a powerful group of, of real friends yeah and you know I've talked to Adam about it a couple times and, and I guess you guys the, the ultimate goal I you never kind of foreshadow this kind of huge success but I, I think in talking with him the ultimate goal was for this to be a timeless book that people can read over and over and over again and I certainly think you achieved that goal well, thank you. Yeah, we definitely didn't want to write a book where it's only good for the next five or 10 years. I wanted something that anybody could pick up at any time and, and really just see our hearts on the page, but also be uh, inspired to make change of their own. And, you know, people, uh, old guys like me that have been on Twitter for a long time, we know that, that you had a, uh, had a wonderful presence in the education space on Twitter and social media well before the book came out. And I was telling you a little bit before we came on air, you were one of the inspirations for this podcast. Uh, and, and the previous podcast that, that, I, that I did for a while. But you were doing the Edu All-Stars several years ago. That's uh, right. Fantastic. And you and Adam also did one on Blab. And uh, Blab is long gone, but that was also a good show. What is it about the podcasting medium that attracted you so early on in your career? I think for me, it was the opportunity to talk to people that I was inspired by or encouraged by and allowed and to give them another platform for people to be introduced to them. Um, you know, with my podcast that I do now, Tell Your Story, I think it is definitely the podcast I'm most proud of that I've been a part of. I did Edu All-Stars. I did Kids Deserve It. Um, but my Tell Your Story series is such a different one for me that I'm really pushing myself with. Um, and it has been so rewarding um, and, and really life-changing for me. <clears throat> And you, you've done a lot with Facebook, too. And I mean, I, I'm a Twitter guy. I mean, I'll be honest, Facebook scares me a little bit. But, <laughs> but you have really uh, utilized that space in a very positive way. And, and there's a lot of great content there. So 
what was the the thought process in using you know Facebook, Instagram, all the other tools as well? Well, you know, I've found that I, when I you connect using social media, each platform connects me with different people who prefer that platform. And for me, I use social media to learn and grow alongside of others, not just to amplify my own voice. And so using those different tools has just given me a space where I can pump out content, but also be a hopeful, positive voice. I think too many times now social media is very quickly and easily a complaining negative space. And I wanted to be a consistently positive, but honest voice, not one who is like, everything's always sunshine and roses, where I share really honestly and openly about my life and my struggles, but also one where I'm also every day trying to share something uplifting to remind everybody why we do what we do. And you know, I referenced Kids Deserve It uh, early on in, in the podcast because it was such a uh, such an amazing book. But you also have a couple other books I want to get into. Sparks in the Dark, that, that really talks about having a love for learning, talking about reading and writing curriculum, and a co-author with Travis Crowder there, a great teacher in North Carolina. And then Stories from Web, I want to come back and really hit hard. Yeah. But before we go any further, there's there's really big news coming out of uh, the Todd Nesloni office here, and you have just been named the Director of Culture and Strategic Leadership for the Texas Elementary Principals Association. So yeah. congratulations, my man. That's awesome. Oh, I can't even tell you how excited I am about this dream job opportunity. And, you know, making that decision to leave Web was the hardest career decision I've ever made um, because I really feel like we've created something special here and these people are my family and these kids are my family. And so I had to really struggle with that idea of I'm not walking away from them. I, I'm pursuing something that that is my dream that I've set them up here. I'm going to leave them in good hands with somebody else. Um, but I, I really had this opportunity, couldn't pass it up. And I'm so excited to impact even more administrators, educators, and kids across the state of Texas and more. And, you know, I'm not sure if it was part of the master plan uh, on your career path, but you, you left the folks at Webb there a very special gift with the book, Stories from Webb. Can you, can you just kind of reflect on that? Where did that idea come from? I know it's from some amazing teachers there uh, in your school, but that had to be one of those moments that, uh, you're always going to remember when that book comes out and you get to kind of shine the light on all the great people there. Well, you know, Stories from Web, that book is the proudest thing I have ever done. Um, I, that is my baby. I will cherish that for the rest of my life. Um, and I've done some great things with Kids Deserve It, Sparks in the Dark, and other things, but Stories from Web has a special place in my heart. And, you know, I remember somebody once giving me the advice of make sure that when you're given a platform, you amplify the voices of others louder than you amplify your own. And I really took that to heart. And I remember sitting in a meeting with some of my teachers and just listening to them talk and thinking how brilliant they are with the ideas they're sharing but they're too scared to be on social media or they're not out there presenting. And I'm like, people need to hear the brilliance. And I'm thinking, God, everywhere that I've been, there's brilliance. It's not just one school or one teacher. Um, and so I thought, you know, let me, I pitched the idea to Dave and Shelly Burgess. And I said, let me see if they're interested. And I want to write a book like a kids deserve it in the same kind of style and vein. And I'm going to write it all, but I want to also have inserts in there from all the different members of web elementary and really focus on, showing everybody how amazing these teachers who are in the trenches every day with no recognition are. And 
that the teachers were so excited when I announced the idea. But then of course, when you say, Hey, but I want you to write something, they're like, what? No, no, no. I, I don't have anything to say, or nobody's going to want to read that. Or I've never written anything for anybody else to read. And I was like, that's why we have an editor. Um, but I really had to go and meet with teachers and instructional aides and the librarian and the nurses and our secretary. I mean, all kinds of all the staff members in all the different roles contributed something in some form or fashion. And what I love about stories from web when you read it is it's not just an education book. I really feel like, yeah, there's educational elements, but it's a life book too. One of my favorite chapters in that book is called It's Okay to Grieve. And the stories and honesty that is shared in that chapter from a few of my, my team is just heart-wrenching to, to, to read, but to know they were brave enough to share suffering a miscarriage, losing a fiance, losing a grandparent, and, and how they grieved through that process. Um, it's just, it's, it's powerful stuff to read. And for me, it's a reminder to others that your story matters, it's important, and don't ever think that because there are the big wigs of social media that you shouldn't be sharing. And that's my whole goal with Stories from Web is to remind everybody that every story matters. Uh, and it was certainly a wonderful gift, not only to the folks there at Webb Elementary, but to everyone that gets a chance to read such a powerful book. And uh, I, I know that you've talked in the past, uh, one of your edu heroes is Ron Clark oh, at, yeah. the, at the Ron Clark Academy. And you tell, you tell a wonderful story about getting a phone call from him. Uh, but as you think about people that have really influenced you as a school leader, uh, who are some of the people that have really kind of provided that guiding light for you? Well, I mean, I could list all day long, and but some of the ones that come into my head immediately for me, not only as a leader, but as an educator and as a man and, and, and just a, a, somebody who wants to do better, I think of Kim Bearden. Um, I love her. One of the kindest people I've ever met in my entire life completely genuine exactly how she appears online is who she is in person and when you're with her you feel like the most important person in the world um, I adore her um, two of my buddies who are principals uh, Brad Gustafson and uh, Ben Gilpin out of Michigan and Mass uh, Michigan and Minnesota are they're my they're my two percent they are my guys that I reach out to when I need help when I need support um, they have been lifelines for me for years um, there's an assistant principal in Texas named Joshua Stamper. He has been just a great friend of mine and a sounding board for me to go to keep me calm. He's a calm, cool demeanor, um, but also leaders like Jimmy Casas, Eric Schinniger, Stephen Lampkin, who's a principal out of Maryland. Um, and then there's the Donna Lynn's of the world, Donna Lynn Miller, who really helped me understand the importance of reading instruction and independent reading and really influenced me and my perceptions of that. Jennifer Lagarde, who's a reading librarian warrior, um, she's fantastic and such an inspiration to me. I mean, there are so many people that teach me something new constantly that I could sit all day long. Hope and Wade King, who are educators and have started the conference Get Your Teach On. I mean, Adam DeVico, who's an administrator out of North Carolina. He's, he's one of my good buddies who I go to for support and advice all the time. Um, but there's so many people. And, and you know, what's funny is every single name I just listed to you, I met on social media before I ever met in real life. Um, and all my closest friends, my friends we vacation with, my friends we go visit, my friends that I call in moments of celebration, they don't live in my town. I've never worked with them before at a school, but I met them on social media. We had a connection and we've kept that going and growing. And it's just, it's a powerful thing that people who haven't done it don't understand what it can do. 
And, you know, you and I met for the first time uh, at the ICE conference in Illinois, not far from Chicago. And you and Adam were actually both there yep. kind of at the height of, of Kids Deserve It. And I enjoyed just the experience to sit down and talk with you guys for, you know, 10 minutes or so. But you're right. The power of social media, you know, brings so many different people into our lives and so many great experiences and makes us better for it. But as you think about preparation for the new job, kind of take me to back to the interview that uh, I would assume that they brought you in and, you know, did the big dog and pony show and, and uh, you had to answer all the tough questions. How did your, your thinking change uh, as you prepared for that interview and went in there and talked about what Todd Nesloni can do to help principals? You know, TEPSA is an organization that I have loved for years. And as a principal in Texas, I've been a part of the organization as well as NAESP. Um, and what I've always loved about TEPSA are the people that are there. Their heart is in it for kids and betterment of education. It's a nonprofit, so they're not in it only to raise money. They're in it just to support. Um, and I've been at their conference, you know, their conference is every summer in June and it is literally one of my favorite conferences every year, just the content they pump out and the people they bring in. And when I, when I was feeling like it might be time for me to try something new and I went and met with them, just sharing my heart and what I feel like my strengths are and what I could bring to the table. And then hearing that a lot of the things I was listing, they may not have had somebody at that time who was doing that. Um, they're a really small organization people wise, as in like how many people work for them. And so when you have a small group like that, that you don't have a lot of people working for you, but you serve a lot of people, you take on many jobs. And so when I was able to say like, I love social media, I love connecting with principals. I love going out and amplifying school stories. Um, I love being able to help grow membership and go to the regional meetings and be a part of those and grow those. They were like, great, we need somebody who can do that kind of stuff. And so we just had a dreaming day where we sat and dreamt, what could this be if we could, if we were able to make all this work? And, and we just sat there and came with this whole list of things that, oh, if we could make this work, we could do this. If we could make this work, we could do this. And then I went back for another interview and we were like, okay, now let's pretend this is real. How would this all look? And then it just, it ended up all going through and, and I'm, and I'm terrified and it's new and I'm scared. And, but I'm also like beyond excited just with the new opportunities and how I get to really utilize all my strengths in one place. And, you know, I think what's fascinating about uh, this particular position is, and I don't know if people are aware of this or not, but there are more public school districts in Texas than any other state uh, in the country. So there are over a thousand school districts, California's second, Illinois, where I worked uh, throughout the bulk of my career as a superintendent principal is third. So you think about a thousand public school districts, how many elementary principals are, are out there that are going to going to need help. I, I can imagine there's a lot of turnover, a lot of first year principals coming in. And as someone that works in higher ed now and, and works with aspiring principals, there's nothing more important in, in changing a school for the better than leading those principals down the right path through professional development. Right. You know, I, I completely agree. And, and there's 
there's not enough emphasis put on that for school leaders. A lot of districts will think that, well, you got the role, you should know what to do now, and we'll just provide little supports here or there. And it's like, I've seen time and time again that, no, school leaders need just as much PD as teachers do, if not more, because their job is so many different roles going on all at the same time, and you can't be an expert in everything. And, and depending on the team you have around you or the positions you're allowed to fill, you may or may not have been able to hire somebody who's an expert in that. So now you all have to learn it. Yeah, and I, I think about PD for principals, something I think about a lot. You know, the book studies are very popular right now. Uh, I have some districts that are using this podcast as an example for podcast studies. So uh, I think those are certainly steps in the right direction. But if you think about the best PD you've had as a school leader, what does that look like and how are you hoping to replicate those things? Oh, goodness. That's a hard question. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, the best PD that I have is when I'm able to create and collaborate on the spot. Um, don't just preach at me and tell me how amazing something is or the research that's behind it. Let me get in there and see what it would look like with my kids, with my team. I hate when people go and present to principals and tell them to take it back to their school and do something with it. When it's like, why don't we bring some of my team up here with me, some of my teachers, some of my instructional aides, and we start dreaming and planning together now. Um, but I think that too often too, we're always focused on fixing that we don't do enough focus on celebrating. And I think that's one of the unique positions I'll be in at TEPSA is being able to celebrate these schools for the things that are going right instead of just always the conversation being about fixing the next thing. And you know, we're, it's a, it's a wonderful time to be in education, but it's also can be frustrating at times. We have all this technology. You still have the coolest Twitter handle of all time with uh, Tech Ninja Todd. So you have a, a great background in technology. But, you know, I, I think what I struggle with and a lot of people struggle with is we're still, still really trying to figure out where technology fits in on the day-to-day -day basis. And there's just not much out there to help teachers kind of navigate through that, that minefield. Yeah, you know, there's really not. And they've really just got to do their research and trial and error. Um, don't be afraid to try something new, but don't also be afraid to say it's not working and to stop doing it. Um, but really find another person on your campus who will be excited about it with you and, and take the leap together. So let's kind of uh, circle back to uh, your last, um, you know, few days at Webb. I'm sure that's going to be an emotional time for you. Uh, probably already has been. Uh, what's the experience been like? I'm sure there's been a huge outpouring of support. Uh, and probably also a little disappointment and a few tears. Um, there's been many tears, um, a lot for me as well. Um, you know, I announced my resignation about two months ago, and when I announced it, it was really tough. And there was a lot of tears and a lot of upset people. Um, and then it kind of dissipated, because then you kind of are like, it's not real. That's like three or four months away. He's not really going to leave. And then as the interview process for a new principal started, it was like, ooh, okay, this is real. And then when they announced the new principal on Monday of last week, I was like, oh, no, it is real. Like somebody just got my job. And then she was on, uh, she was on campus yesterday for the teachers to meet. And I was like, oh, look, the person's real. And so those little things are, are hard. And it's little moments that hit you. Like uh, yesterday, a kid came up and gave me a big old hug and said, I'm so happy to see you every morning, Ms. Nassoni. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to have that hug anymore from this kid. And so it's just, it's little things like that. But, you know, I'm always one that says, I'm going to go out with a bang and we're going to do it big. And so even though this may be my last month at Webb, 
I'm not going to sit on my laurels. I'm going to go even bigger, remind people even more how much I care about them and leave them in good hands moving forward to be just successful without me here. My guest today is Todd Nesloni. You can follow him on Twitter at Tech Ninja Todd. You can also check his website at toddnesloni.com. Uh, one of the truly outstanding ele elementary school principals uh, now moving into a new position with the Texas Elementary Principals Association. So Todd, as, as we kind of think about um, wrapping up the school year and we, we think about uh, all the wonderful things that, that have happened in your school and schools throughout the country, uh, what is it about education that continues to kind of drive that passion inside you? I think it's just knowing that our kids are our kids and they need the best from us every single day. And regardless of what's going on in this world or what's going on in politics or educational policy or anything, testing, whatever it is, the kids still come to school and, and expect to be loved and expect to learn and expect to be a part of something. And so being able to show up and see those faces is, is what really keeps you going. And I know you do a lot of coaching and mentoring with, with young school administrators, as do I. What, what are some of the, the, the tidbits or tips that you give them to kind of navigate their way through their first year as a school leader? I remind them that it's okay to cry on your drive home um, because that will happen many times, way past your first year. Um, I remind them not to not to think they can do it on their own. They are not the expert and they need to relinquish control and delegate. That was a very hard lesson for me to learn my first year was delegation, but it made all the difference when I finally started saying, I can't carry the workload of everyone. I have to let people do their jobs too. Um, and also just to say, when you don't know how to do something, tell somebody you don't know how to do it. Don't sit there and wallow in it, but you're not going to make everybody happy. I love what Ron Clark said once, and that was, you could buy everybody a red Ferrari and somebody would complain that theirs was red. And it's like, you're never going to please everybody. Don't take it personally. As long as you know you made the right call in your heart, own it and keep moving forward. And I know you do a lot of public speaking as well, and that's something you really enjoy, traveling, meeting people, and talking to folks about uh, school leadership and changing culture. Is this new position going to lend even more opportunities to, to get out and speak and travel and do those kind of things? Are you looking forward to those opportunities? Yeah, you know, one of the things that we talked about when taking this position was that I still wanted to be able to do that. That's not anything I ever want to do full time. Uh, I'm not that kind of traveling kind of person. I love to be on the, the boots on the ground and with teachers and with and principals and things like that and kids. But I do still love presenting and I still want to do it. So yeah, they definitely worked it into my contract where I can still go and do that throughout the year. And I'll still be a part of the Get Your Teach On conference that happens all over the country. Um, and so Adam DeVico and I will still, doing our, still be doing our Get your lead on session for administrators there and so yeah I'll still be doing a bunch of presenting and trainings and, and online stuff too now well once again I want to say a big congratulations for the new job very well deserved uh, have great respect for what you've accomplished over the years and I know you're going to do a great job there with the Texas elementary principals so as we kind of wrap it up I, I do want to give you one final closing thought if you can speak directly to well let, let's switch it up a little bit let's talk to those elementary principals in Texas that can't wait for you to start the job on <laughs> July 1st well you know what can you say to them about uh, you know what you hope to bring to the Texas Elementary Principals Association and, and how excited you are to be working with these folks 
you know, I think what I would say to them is I can't wait to work alongside of you and be partners in crime as we show the world what Texas schools are capable of, as we amplify the great stories that are happening all across the straight state, but also grow together in pushing boundaries, changing the way we do things, and just really showing that we are going to do what's best for kids, even when it's hard, even when it's tough, we're going to share the struggles and the successes, but we're going to do it together. And, and my one suggestion that I have for you in this new position, and I, I could give you many, but I'm going to stick to one. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to create some amazing content online. And if you do that, or when you do that, don't lock it up just for Texas school administrators. Open it up to the masses because the good folks here in Kentucky and Illinois and, and all 50 states and beyond are going to want to enjoy that content as well. So I'm all about opening that kind of stuff up. So I totally feel you. All right. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. Tell the good folks at Webb we're thinking about them as, uh, as they try to, you know, struggle with uh, the transition. But I also wish your new administration their luck. They're going to have some yes. tough shoes to follow. Thank you. So that's it for another episode of Reimagine Schools podcast. Be sure to follow Todd Nesloni again on Twitter at TechNinjaTodd. And as always, folks, remember to do what you can in your school and community to create better schools for kids. Thank you for listening to the Reimagine Schools podcast with Dr. Greg Goins. Be sure to continue the conversation on social media with the Reimagine Schools hashtag and subscribe to the podcast at reimagineschools.net. You can also help support this podcast by clicking on the listener support link and making a small monthly contribution. Contact Dr. Greg Goins today to invite him to speak or present at your next education conference or professional development day. Please send inquiries to drgreggoins at gmail.com or on Twitter at drgreggoins.